Okay, so on the line at the moment, we have got Mr. Ari Katz, who is the CEO of the Boston uh, Group, that is Boston Media House and Boston City Campus. Uh, Ari, how are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Um, yeah, interesting time for education at the moment. Uh, we, we obviously um, work at, at, at two institutions that, that, that have been very, very much affected by COVID. Um, I think my first question is, how did COVID-19 affect you guys in, in 2020? So it's quite interesting because when COVID initially reared its uh, ugly head, we were quite worried about uh, the impact that it was going to have on our the ability of our students to participate. But bear in mind that we've always been an organization that's been both on campus as well as providing an online solution. So it was quite easy what we found at the end for our students to transition to a pure online solution. We put a deal together with one of the telcos and our students had data and uh, we were able to provide a comprehensive online uh, uh, solution to our students. And it was quite interesting because when we talk about online, we don't mean Zoom lectures. We're talking about an entire choreographed system, which includes textbooks, e-learning uh, lectures, online library facilities, assessments, online support. And we coupled that with an artificial intelligence system, which monitored and managed the students' learning process. And as a result, which was quite staggering, in the October exams, we had a 90% participation rate by our students. So we were quite uh, pleased with the, the sure. end result. Yeah. Notwithstanding all the, the COVID challenges, you know, both personal, of course, for our students and, of course, for the institution. Yeah. So in terms of the way in which you've, you've adapted, you, you don't really need to worry about, uh, about, about people looking at the course and saying, okay, cool, there's stuff missing from 2020. Uh, you, you've been able to, to, to complete everything that, that, that was needed to be completed in 2020. Yeah, absolutely. And we oh, also fantastic. made various concessions during 2020, which would allow students to, to participate and take cognizance of any uh, hiccups that they may have. So we ran a second, a second set of exams in mid-year, for students who were behind or had missed exams, et cetera. So, you know, we were able to supplement that. One okay. other very important thing that we found is that although our entire offering is available online, we also make available to our students free textbooks. So every student gets all their textbooks free, including in their package. And we found that that was actually a big help in COVID because even students who didn't necessarily have connectivity immediately we're still able to refer to those hardcore textbooks yeah. that we make available to students. Oh, fantastic. So, and, and is that across the board? Is that for City Campus and for Media House as well? Absolutely. Okay. Every Boston student gets an entire package, and we think that's okay. part of our ethical responsibility to make sure that the student actually has everything they need on day one. Okay, so, so it doesn't matter if I'm studying radio or if I'm studying accountancy, I'm going to get the same, I'm going to get the same treatment. Oh, fantastic. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. So, All of right. course, the, the more media-related qualifications require certain on-campus um, yes. activities because they need the practical facilities, obviously. Yes. Okay. Um, so, so that being said, um, now given, given where we're at in terms of what educational institutions can do, and more importantly, what, the, what they can't do, what, is, what are the plans for teaching and learning in 2021? So I think although COVID has changed the world forever in many respects and certainly in education, for us, I think the primary objective of making sure that our students are well equipped for the world of work, um, that hasn't changed. And we're still going to continue to offer everything both online as well as available at our 45 campuses nationwide. So we don't perceive that there should be any interruption to studies during 2021. 
uh, irrespective of how this pandemic plays out. Okay. All right. So, so one of the things that makes Boston special is your graduate program. Uh, it's, the, it's, it's a program that basically allows students to be placed once they have qualified in, in, in the world of work. Have you been able to continue placing uh, people in, in, into the world of work even, even at the peak of COVID? So let me tell you a little bit about that program and you'll understand how it fits into the world of COVID, etc. Yeah. So in, in 2020, we introduced, actually 2020, 2019 started, we introduced a program called Graduate Support Services and Graduate Plus. What we found was that many graduates just simply don't know how to go out there and look for a job, how to connect with employers, etc. We also realized that we have many connections with industry. Uh, because of many of our academic faculty and our alumni already working in commerce and industry across the board. So we put together a program which we call Graduate Support Services, where any graduates of Boston can join this program, and for six months we will coach them and mentor them through a process of actually helping them to learn how to find a job, number one, Mm. and number two, to try and connect them. We then took the program to the next level and we said, hang on a second, if we really believe in the quality of our education and our qualifications, why can't we put a guarantee behind it? So we said, okay, if that's the case, let's assume we now have students who've applied themselves diligently. And so, of course, there are certain criteria. You have to have applied yourself diligently and there are a couple of T's and C's. But if you comply with that and you join the Graduate Support Services Program and you still don't find either a job or an internship or whatever it may be, we will put our money where our mouth is and we will actually pay for you to do a postgraduate qualification, which is probably worth somewhere around 50,000 rand. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of the effectiveness of it, um, we have to a large extent been very effective. Of course, it's not a 100% uh, you know, fit for everybody. Um, but to a large extent, we have found that there are many opportunities that are opening up, notwithstanding COVID. Bear in mind there's been a new world of work and there's a shortage of skills in the new technologies. So if you think about it, you know, people who were working in the world of work 10 years ago didn't know what things like Uber, Netflix, Showmax, uh, Spotify, all those kind of things. They didn't exist. And so those guys are becoming redundant to some extent and the young graduates who are coming in with all these new skills, they are actually sought after in the world of work. And not just locally, but locally and internationally. And internationally, and that's yeah. why we also embarked on international accreditation, because we realized that the new world of work is not about working uh, in your neighborhood. And it's not even about working necessarily in your country. It's actually about working across continents. Okay. All right, if you've just joined us, this is Tax FM 107.2, and we're talking to the CEO of the Boston Group, Mr. Ari Katz. Um, Ari, can you talk a little bit about Boston Media House? Uh, It's the only institution of its kind in the country that offers a a very, very wide variety of of, of courses, um, but also... Within that variety, you've got such a specialized focus on media in South Africa, and, 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 and the, the, the Media House itself um, is one of the only institutions that gives formal training uh, in, the, in, in the world of radio. Can you, can you talk a little bit about uh, uh, Media House and the successes that Media House has had? Sure. So one of the philosophies behind our media school, and you think that that's one of the reasons we're probably the biggest in the industry, is because we have a multidisciplinary approach to media. So what we, we believe is that a student that comes in to study media should actually have, despite their 
um, specialization which they ultimately choose, they should have exposure to all the different facets of media. So our, our most popular program, for example, we have Diploma in Media Studies, which covers graphics, animation, journalism, TV, radio, advertising, PR, marketing, etc. So you have exposure to everything, and then you have the opportunity to take your chosen specialization, let's call it radio, and to specialize in, in, that, in either one or two or three specializations. So that's a very important part, that you have a multidisciplinary approach. And then, of course, as I said before, the new world of work, you're going to need to be able to flex between different um, facets of media. So that's the one aspect that we think is very important. The other aspect is that it's very important to do both practical and theoretical training. And as Mm -hmm. a result, we obviously expose our students to the studios which we have on campus, whether it be radio, television, or whatever it may be. In addition to that, we also believe it's very important that you bring in people from industry to actually teach and be involved in the school. So whether it be Prime Media or YFM or Metro or whatever the different station or facet of media is, we believe it's very important that those people working in industry have a very important role to play in the conceptualization of the syllabus and, in fact, in teaching and learning. And ultimately in assisting our grads to actually get jobs. Yeah. Uh, of course, it's such a practical industry. Yeah, I, I wanted to raise that. I've I've worked in radio for thirteen years now, and I have I, I can't tell you how many you times. Age away. Yeah. Age away. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I think if you listen to Sucks of M, you know you, you know how old I am. Um, but uh, but I've I've worked in radio for thirteen years, and and I can't tell you how many times I've walked into a job interview in the radio industry, um, and they've said on paper you're the perfect candidate, but because you don't have a qualification, um, we we can't give you this job. It, it's happened on numerous occasions to me. Can you can you speak a little bit towards that? Um, somebody in the media media industry needs to be accredited with a qualification. Uh, can, you, can you just talk a little bit more about why that is? So I think obviously the practical experience is obviously nothing comes to touch practical experience. And if you've been in the industry for 13 years, you're a in the industry almost by that stage. Yeah. But if someone is starting out in the industry, it's very important to have both a theoretical and a practical knowledge. And it's not only being able to um, apply your theoretical principles in the real world of work, but it's also about you learn how to think out of the box, how to think creatively, how to be able to flex between different, you know, because you might have a job in radio today, but tomorrow you might be in uh, broadcast journalism and uh, the next day you might be in television production mm. because of the world of working media uh, being so competitive, it takes really important, we think, that you should underpin those practical experiences with theoretical knowledge, and of course with the ability to have critical thinking as well. So to give you an example, we, we've introduced two new qualifications. One is actually a diploma in radio and TV production, and another one, which we introduced last year, is a BA in broadcast journalism, which will focus specifically on the journalism in the broadcast industry and in the digital media. And that's a, that's so, a BA? Yeah, correct. It's a BA. It's a registered with... Uh, uh, SACWA and accredited with the Council of Higher Education at NCAF Level 7. But if you think about it, um, 10 years ago, five years ago, you, you weren't thinking about getting a job in broadcast journalism in the digital space, no. in NCA or 702 or even TAC, or whatever it may be. You know, yeah. There wasn't such a qualification no. you know, as broadcast journalism. Um, so we think that that's pretty cutting edge and it's pretty important to um, develop our students for the new world of work out there. Yeah. 
that's that's fantastic. That is that is sure. That's 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 wonderful. So 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 just to to, to put it into perspective, um, the 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 course that you do with radio or with television, for example, is a diploma, which is NQF level six. A- am I correct? So we have that, that is correct. We also have an NQF level seven, and we have an NQF level eight qualification. Okay. And we have different qualifications. So we have a diploma. We have a degree. We have a, a, we actually we I think the only guys who actually have a BBA in media operations and management. Yes. And that's obviously for the guy who wants to be in management as opposed to, you know, actually doing the work. Yeah. <laughs> so can, that's an NQF <laughs> level eight, for example. Yes. And as I said, the BA broadcast journey is level seven. Then there's a diploma in radio and TV production. Yeah. And then, of course, there's even, you know, shorter programs, for example, with Soul Candy. We have a, a, a digital music um, program, which is a one-year program, teaching, you know, guys how to do, learn to make digital music. Yeah. Talking of that, uh, t- talking about Soul Candy, you, you, you've had a, a partnership for, for, for a couple of years now with Soul Candy. Um, and you've you've produced some very 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 well known DJs uh, in the Pretoria scene and 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 internationally as well. Um, I know that uh, we, we we've got Chima Music who we play on on, on Tax FM uh, is a is a Soul Candy um, a graduate from 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 Boston and Arcadia. Can you tell us a little bit about Soul Candy and 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 the partnership that you that you have with them? Yeah, sure. It's been an extremely successful relationship that we have with them, and in fact, only recently they've redone the entire qualification to bring it up to the latest technology and the latest software, etc. But effectively, there are a number of qualifications we do with them, but the most popular one is the one in digital music production. But what's interesting to me as a non-media guy is the multiplicity of workplaces where these guys will end up working. So, for example, the other day I was talking to a guy who did study digital music, and what he does is today he creates digital music for ads. Okay. Advertising. Yeah. Now, you know, I wouldn't have thought about that previously, but he specializes in creating jingles for um, digital music in adver- in the era of advertising. Yeah. So it, it's quite interesting how uh, the, the, the digital music qualification has led to so many different kinds of job opportunities. One of the other um, facets that we do with um, Soul Candy is they introduced a course called... Um, a music business. And that's such an interesting uh, program in terms of learning how to make money or how to get into business using music. Yes. And all the different aspects related to that. Yeah. So if you think about it, even once you know how to create digital music, how do you market your your your, your, your songs? How and sell it and manage it and, yeah. Correct, and yeah. the royalties and the rights and yeah. everything else attached to it. Yeah. So there's so much more in it. And so... We think that we've made quite a significant contribution to the world of digital music together with Soul Candy, and we're obviously guided by their expertise in, uh, in ensuring the qualifications are relevant uh, to, to, to 2021 yeah. and beyond. Okay. All right. So the million dollar question, if I'm interested in studying at Boston Media House or if I'm interested in just, you know, um, taking a look at what you guys have to offer, where do I go? What do I do? Wh- what do I Google? Well, so seeing as that you're in Pretoria, I would imagine that uh, the, the logical place to start would be to visit BMH in Arcadia. Yes. Um, but if you want to go online, of course, www.boston.ca.ca, and that will take you to our website, and from there you can navigate to the city campus or Boston Media House, and of course you can find out everything you need to know about the world of media. Yeah, fantastic. 
All right. Thank you very much. Um, Mr. Ari Katz is on the line, uh, CEO of the Boston Media Group. Um, Ari, thank you very much for chatting to us and have a Thanks fantastic day. Excellent. Right, you too. Thanks and best wishes for 2021. Thank you. You too. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. Bye.